friend to aliens. Here they are, Gatos and Chad. I've been thinking about uh, filling uh, my gas tank up in Mexico. You think I could save some money? Probably. You know, it's got to have cheaper gas in Mexico than in, you know, in Phoenix. What do you think? Well, it's like... How long does it take to get back over the border? That's a long time. See, there, therein lies the... the, the a lot of you, excess driving. And do you value yeah. your time? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Becky, don't you have one of those big red cans that I could borrow? Mm, you know, I'll, I'll look. I don't the, think I have the, a big one. I might have no? a small one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wait until people start hoarding gas. I was going to say, is you it, know? that's not a safe thing to do. Is that by not safe? the way. <laughs> like, couldn't you put it in like a garbage bag what or something? It, what was it? Um, weren't people putting it in plastic yeah. grocery bags during, yeah. during dur- the pandemic? Yep. Because people are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> or because... They're stupid. No, no, they're stupid. There's no. There's no. There's no other answer. No. 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 Uh, gas prices. Uh, they only went up three cents overnight. From what I understand, that's a win. That is a huge win. Yay! Yay! Four fifty-eight. God, look at this insanity. Four fifty-eight. God only knows what it's going to look like over the weekend. Uh, well, you said it the other day. Uh, barrels of oil. It's kind of. You know, usually they're around 60, 80. Yeah, you know, between 60 like and 80 bucks, you know, that's they, they hover there. It's great for them. They make money. Right. Uh, they like consistency. When the pandemic hit, we stopped driving, got down to $22 a barrel. That doesn't help them at all. Gosh, I don't even remember that. 22 bucks? Yeah. We should have started hoarding gas then. That's it. Yeah. Imagine what you'd have now. That's where I'd ask Becky Lynn to get me that big red thingy mm-hmm. that, you know, the has, jerry can. holds mm-hmm. gas. It's the jerry can. Yeah. I could have had gas during the pandemic. Well, that sounds weird, but you know what I mean? Could have, you know. Oh, uh, man. Couple of, uh, couple of uh, uh, prices here. You're going to spend $1,300 more this year on gas. That's if, if, it, if everything stays the same. For inflation, you're going to spend... $3,600 extra this year. So really, if you round it off, it's about $5,000. Five Gs. Okay. So if you're a, you know, you're a family, uh, you know, you've got a couple kids, you see that $5,000. And that's just if things stay where they are right, now. If they don't get worse, which probably going to get worse before it gets better. What do you do? What do you do? Do you, do you already, do you start preparing as a family and you say, you know what, uh, that dinner that we like to go out to on Sunday night together, yeah. uh, no, maybe we'll just do, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll eat at home. But again, and eat by at the home. way, eating at home is not uh, uh, actually out of uh, out of the home prices have only gone up like seven percent comparatively yeah. to right now about seven and a half to eight percent at the the grocery store so now cheap some of that stuff is but think about this inflation feb 2021 feb 2022 meat and poultry 13 percent cereal seven and a half gasoline 38 airfares 13 used cars 41 fruits and veg 7.6 all up all up and that is were you just reading that off or is that in your head? Can you say it again? So you got you, you got, just went so fast. I, I want to hear it again. Thirteen up thirteen percent. Right? Cereal seven and a half. Gas thirty eight percent. You are doing it for forty one percent when it comes to used cars. Got it. About fourteen percent for air travel, uh, and about seven and a half for, for for fruits and vegetables. Goodness gracious! All right. So what is going to happen? Um, will Will we get a stimulus check for gas and inflation? Ooh, I don't know. How do we do that? How can we print any more money 
and hand it out the, at a time when inflation is rising. That I don't think the printer sense. has any more ink. I, I hope not. You know what I mean? I hope not. It's like, you know what? I'd love everybody. You ask ask, ask this question, you get 100 almost 100. Hey, you want some uh, money for gasoline? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but do I want my government to give it to me? No. Now, what if you're really struggling, though? Well, if you're really struggling, that's understandable. This is where you have to make choices as an adult. You say, okay, what do I cut back on? Yeah. Maybe it's the kids' extracurricular activity. Maybe now you're not going to Starbucks anymore. Yeah. Maybe you're, uh, you know, it's like 30 cents to make a cup of coffee at home as a four, you know, maybe once a week now you go to Starbucks right. instead of four or five. I, I don't want to rely on the government for anything. No, not anymore. I mean, no. we've, we've canned it out too much and uh, we don't need to do it anymore. I, I think you're right. Especially where we have no idea where this is going. What does that mean? Well, what if things take a real turn for the worse? What if we decide, I mean... You're talking about inflation? Or are you talking about Ukraine? Well, the Ukraine what? is going to drive even more inflation now. And Biden has vowed he is not getting into this thing in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Nor should he. Uh, no, you, no. I mean, don't think he no, should either. No. I mean, you know, it, there's just... We need to stay as far away from this thing, yet as close as we can. We need to monitor it. Yeah. We need to make sure. We need to help. Yes. Right. Uh, but, you know, I mean... We need to give the Ukrainians planes. Yeah. I don't know if it comes from America, but they need to figure that crap out. Israel, is- by the way, said that he, uh, their president, I mean, their prime minister, uh, Naftali Bennett, said, uh, I can end this war. I've talked to Putin. Uh, and uh, I'm very sad for Israel right now. They said, but here's the thing. You have to surrender. All right. So explain this to me. Israel thinks they can end the war. How? They've talked to Putin. on. They've He's met with Putin on a few occasions. Okay. And uh, they can end the war, he says. But there are concessions. And Zelensky, you must basically hand yourself over and surrender. I don't know what that looks like, Chad. That looks like uh, you're insane. And no. 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 He goes, if I were you, I'd think about it and the lives of my people and take the offer. Are you telling me Israel thinks that they should just surrender and end the war? Yeah, that, that, that Zelensky should turn himself over and surrender and give into whatever they want so they could save well, their people's lives. No. Their people don't want that. No. They're fighting for because they don't want it. Yeah. They're fighting for the Absolutely. Yeah, well, I, well, Russia gave a bunch of... Uh, they, they came up with like four things this week and said, hey, we'll stop the war if you do this, that, and the other thing. It's Again, insane. he's still not hit Odessa, which makes, that's the out that everybody thinks is going to happen, which is he's going to take a certain part of the Donbass region, or most of it all the way up to Odessa, but leave them a port, and then basically control a third of the country or have, hmm. but you, you don't want, there's, no, there's nothing, you've destroyed Ukraine too. So there's no trust in any of these it's people. It's in rubble. It's in rubble. And there's no trust. What are you going to do? Are you going to fold it into Russia? These people hate you. Let's go back to gas prices just for a second. The stimulus check for gas prices. No. Can't, I, I agree with you. We've already, you know, Trump cut checks. Biden cut checks. Um, I kind of get why Trump did it. The it was first the, time? Yeah. The, 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 the last last 1.9. No, no. And here's the thing. And Biden got into office. He wanted to be seen as, I'm the good guy. Here's some money. Um, All of these uh, states that we sent money to, why aren't they going, all right, well, what can we do to help relieve you know, the, the you know, people at the pump? I just think a stimulus check for gas and inflation money, uh, the only way I could see that happening isn't it an election year? It is. Wow, what if the, we get? What mm. if the president would float something like that out? It's it's uh Hey, let me buy your vote. And you know what? People have done this before. So, I mean, Absolutely. It's not that underhanded, but No, that's exactly what you right, do at this right? point in time. When do you float that out if you're Biden? 
<laughs> I think you see how long you could. I think you talked to all the powers that be. You, United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia, UAE today said they're signaling that, you know what? Yes, I think we could uh, start to make up the loss and the fear of losing that seven to 10 or percent, depending on where, you know, and parts of Europe help them out. So. If they can advance some of that, I think I think you know what. Maybe you hold off a little longer. But if it gets uglier, yeah, I got news for you. Don't be surprised if he doesn't come and says, "Oh, hey, guess what? We're magically going to get everybody a three or five hundred dollars something or other." Coming up next, uh, everybody's talking about this red line. No one, you know, they haven't like Biden hasn't said, "Oh, the red line is chemical weapons." What if Putin uses chemical weapons? We talked to someone who explained what happens when chemical weapons are used. And is there a possibility that that it could happen? If it is, we'll never see anything like it again on TV. It'll be the most awful thing you've ever seen. Ever seen. Uh, We're going to discuss that coming up next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. That is us. He's our military analyst, a former uh, retired Army Major and uh, military analyst. Mike Lyons joins us. And Mike, appreciate you coming on. We're coming up to a weird time here where I feel like Putin is getting ready to have some sort of false flag thing, and the word chemical comes out, which means weapons. And that scares me, man, because we know what he's done in Syria and other places. Yeah, hey, Chad, I, I um, think that, right, false flag is probably a good way to describe it. But there's no tactical reason right now to use chemicals. Um, there's two kinds of chemical weapons. There's persistent and there's non-persistent. And the persistent obviously hangs around. It's mustard gas. It's kind of the old World War One chemicals. Nothing's really changed since then. It's the same same kind of compounds. Um, they would stick to things and they would make things, you know, irritant for people that, that they land on and make it difficult for, you know, Russian forces to go in and, and take the city. The non-persistent one, that's the nerve agent type, difficult to use right now based on the weather. It would dissipate quickly. It'd have to literally land right on top of you. They normally would combine it with field artillery and, and other indirect fire weapons. doesn't show any more shock effect other, because the artillery will kill you in the same same sense. So so I don't know. I, I don't know if it's in his interest to do that. It does cross a, a line from an international perspective, um, but it doesn't give him any advantage tactically on the ground. And I'm sure that's what his commanders are probably briefing him on right now. What does a chemical weapon do to you? Well, it depends. If it's that persistent one, like mustard gas, it you know gets into your clothes, and it's, it could be an irritant. It can irritate your skin. Okay. Uh, it makes you less effective if you're a soldier, if you're not protected, if you're not in a what's called a mop suit, which is a, a, a certain kind of suit. If you don't have a, um, a mask on, it gets in your eyes, and it, it makes you less effective. The non-persistent one, the nerve agent, is basically insecticide for humans. It Oof. gets into your system the smallest amount, put you know, will, will paralyze you instantly and render you you know dead within two minutes i mean the kind of nerve agent that he has that's been weaponized has got that kind of capability saffron and and the like um it's horrible and uh but again it's got to you know, pretty much land right on you it comes in aerosol form it's droplets it's those kinds of things uh but it's not persistent it doesn't hang around it dissipates quickly in the environment wow mike lyons uh, is our military analyst all right let's say russia uses one of the two Mm -hmm. Uh, I know one is worse than the other because you just explained it. If they use chemical weapons, what do we do? What does Biden do? What's the world? You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So we're, today's red line day, right? We're all figuring out what's this kind of red line. Um, the red line is the border. Anything that happens inside the border of Ukraine, the, the world really still does nothing. 
just like it happened in Syria. You know, we, Obama tried to claim that chemical weapons were going to be a red line and did nothing about it. So let's hope we don't make the same mistake and say that we're going to introduce some kind of military solution to to that because there isn't. Um, if we cross the line into um, Ukraine and get involved in what's right now, for all practical purposes, is a regional conflict, um, then we escalate and then Vladimir Putin allows, you know, gives that kind of message to his people. And now we, we've got a wider scale conflict. So right now it's just more fodder for the what are we going to do when this is over to Putin uh, and the further he needs to stay away from people because he's likely going to be um, killed or captured himself or, you know, again, dragged in front of uh, the tribunals for war crimes. But, but, um, but Mike, what happens, if he, what happens if he draws us in to the uh, past the border into Ukraine because he used chemical weapons? I mean, couldn't the guy use chemical weapons as a way of drawing us more into this war? If we see that he's using chemical weapons and we're seeing it on television that there are kids that you said they, they'll fall to the ground, it'll, they'll para- right. be paralyzed and killed. Couldn't he right. draw us in that way by using the chemical weapons? And maybe he, yeah. that's what he wants. Yes, exactly. That's what he could try to do. And it is a very difficult thing to watch. And we've talked about before that this whole thing is on television. Again, this happened in Syria. Nobody saw it because no one cares because it's in the middle of, of Syria. But uh, they care about it now. And it's on iPhones and it's on the Internet. and It's all these places. Um, and you're right. He could try to draw us in. And that's really what he's trying to do. Um, it is a difficult thing to swallow. This gets back to th- th- this is the reason why once this is over, we better come up with better deterrence to make sure this doesn't happen next time. Because, frankly, for the last 80 years, since the end of the Second World War, we've avoided this direct conflict with the Russians for a reason, and that's not to have a nuclear winner. So, again, we have to get back to that that spot where we avoid these direct conflicts and let these happen by proxy. But for right now, that deterrence isn't there. This is a good enough reason to figure that out when the time comes. It's going to be difficult to watch, but there's literally nothing we should do to get drawn into that. Hey, I was talking to Mike Lyons, military analyst, uh, retired uh, Army Major uh, you've seen you've seen tour. You understand what it's like watching this thing firsthand is chaos, uh, and it, it is it is terrifying. Uh, you know mm-hmm. you've been in situations like that. Uh, the the they're calling them really like a paper army, but you know was it Stalin that said uh, you know eventually qu- uh, quantity becomes quality? That's the reality of it. Every single day that's going by right now, the likelihood is increasing that the Ukrainian forces are going to fight this to a standstill. They are continuing to pick off um, Russian units in the middle of the night. They're destroying, you know, first and last vehicles and convoys, and then they just fire them all up. I love seeing these tanks with the tops blown off them. You have Russian soldiers running out of them and running away. The numbers, the casualty rates on the Russian soldiers are unthinkable. 6,000 is a, is a low number. It could be up to 10,000, which means two or three times as many casualties. Now, I get it. They brought 190,000 troops to the battlefield, but you cannot sustain those kind of losses over time based on the kind of mission that they're trying to do. And every day, they get stuck in new Every single day, the Ukraine military gets stronger. You can't flip a switch. They're not going to be able to just flip a switch and say, yep, now we're going. Let's go. Let's let's motivate everybody and let's go. Hmm. Not going to happen. Mike Lyons, military analyst. Thanks, man. Appreciate your time. Great, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Coming up next, we'll lighten things up. Last segment of the week, story time. On the Gatos and Chad Show, we, we've given you 19 hours, 45 minutes of news this week. So coming up next, we'll get a little silly. We're going to share something and most likely ridiculous from our personal lives. Story time on the Gatos and Chat Show. After giving you 19 hours and 45 minutes of news this week, the guys give you an inside look at their personal lives. 
it's time to get all warm and fuzzy on the show as we do at the end of every week here on uh, Friday, right before uh, Becky Lynn gives us uh, Arizona's evening news. All right, uh, I'll go first, Chad. Our daughter is about one month away from getting married. I got to tell you, my wife is doing a ton of work. You know, I know you got three-year-old little Charlie. Let me tell you something. When she's getting, <laughs> right? When it comes time for her to get married, your wife is going to do a lot of work. So it's interesting. It's it's dotting all the I's, crossing all the T's, meeting with people. What time are the caterers going to be there? You've got flowers. Who's going to do the ceremony? How is everybody going to walk down the aisle? Man, it's a lot. My wife has been like, you should see the lists that she has around like the kitchen table. It's like, you know, today's Friday. She had a list of like, uh, there were like seven things to do, and they were like seven major things. And I'm thinking, boy, I'm glad I don't have to do any of that. And by the way, I'd be really bad at that. Could you imagine me going down a list of no. seven things to have to get done by the time the wedding arrives? Because you know what would happen? I would screw it up, and then you know what would get blamed? Me. Yeah, well, that would be your fault. That's why you're it, it would be my fault. So I, it's not like somebody blames you for nothing. <laughs> Always get the blame. There is a ton. See, here's the good part about it. You know, we hired a caterer. I got to go and eat every, everything at the restaurant. Did you like it? I filled up like you wouldn't believe. That's the fun part. Not so fun as paying for the actual wedding and, and stuff like that. But the, the tedious part is you've got to make sure that the, the family knows, you know, what time this is. And, hey, we're going to do this on Friday. And then, uh, you know, they're going to get married Saturday. And then after that, we're going to do this. And then Sunday, it's going to be Easter Sunday. That's the weekend. We're going to go and celebrate Easter. It's like a huge, a huge deal. And I'm just glad that I don't have to. It's not my job to make sure that all the right pieces are in place. If that were the deal, there no wedding. There'd I mean, be but that's the thing. So I just, and I'll talk more about it, you know, as we get closer. Story time in the Gatos and Chad show. What's up with you? Uh, I took a nice little nap today. I actually dragged <laughs> one of those big moon things into the uh, my little studio and passed out. This weekend is my hellish weekend for sleep because my pattern has to change. Because while we don't move backwards. In Arizona, right. Uh, my, my national show does. So let me just get people up to speed real quick. Chad does a national show in the morning, okay? 6 a.m. And it airs all over the country. And then you come in and uh, you put up with me in the afternoon. So this is the weekend. They fall backwards. And in falling backwards, I have to fall backwards. So my already early time is going to be even earlier to get myself here. Listen to this. I'm going to quiz you. How much sleep did you get last night? About four hours or so, a little change. That was long. Four. That was one of my longer days. It was. We were talking about this the other day. 2.43 Monday, about three hours on Tuesday, about 2.40 again on Wednesday, uh, you know, and Thursday, yesterday, I got about four again. I I got four. I don't know how you do it. I don't even know how you function. I just, I don't look forward to this weekend. So I told Charlie, Charlie, we got a big weekend. We're going to relax. We're going to do some work around the house. Might go out to Peter Piper's Pizza and have a little bit of fun. I said, but then you and I got to take our nap, and then we'll take another nap. And said, get ready for for us. Okay, Dad. I said, you really got to help me because it is. It's it's a butt kicker for me because I'm getting up at, you know, I get home at seven and I drive 130 miles. So by the time I get home at seven, I'm home with you know for maybe an hour and a half, two hours. And, you know, watch the TV, hang out with the, the family. My wife and I, we, we talk, we do some stuff, and then, boom, try to get to bed. And then up I get. Now I'm going to be getting up right around 2? Two... 2 a.m. Yeah. That's brutal. 
like if you go look at old sleep patterns in human, it, it, people used to sleep in ninety minute increments, hundred and twenty minute increments. Where <laughs> you know, uh, and that was throughout life. You know, people would wake up back in the old days, and they would wake up, be up for a couple hours, go back to sleep, wake up. And some of the great athletes, that's what they do now. Is they they do ninety minutes at a time, maybe five hours, six hours a day. That's not what you do. You get three hours a night. That's pretty much about it. I thought about trying the ninety minutes. You know, a couple like going to bed at like ten, waking up at one thirty, coming to work. And doing work right afterwards, taking a little nap. Oh my god! You know, kind of thing. So we'll you're see. insane. I can't believe you hold the schedule like that. Good times. Story kids. time of the Gatos and Chad show. That'll do it for the shows this weekend. We've got, I'm sure, big news to talk about. Absolutely on Monday. So you have a good weekend and get at least three hours of sleep. You do the same. Times ten. <laughs>